Goosebumps, the show in which I review every single Goosebumps book from R.L. Stein's original series. And today we see Stein brilliantly take on the uh, works of famed French novelist Gaston Leroux in his uh, pastiche to Phantom of the Opera in Goosebumps number 24, Phantom of the Opera. Auditorium. A very striking, very strong colour scheme there, like the pink and purple. My book's a little bit beat up, sorry. You can tell this is a very old one for my collection, owing to my, uh, my adorable, uh, little scrawl there. I, I damaged the book so much when I wrote my name in that. If I could go back in time and hit myself, I would. Uh, but I like the, uh, colour scheme, and I like the front cover. I've, I've previously, you know, uh, given out on Tim Jacobus for giving too much away on the front cover, you know, not leaving a bit of mystery. But I think the Phantom himself is, is mysterious enough, just uh, just being there. So I, I do like the front cover. Tagline is, he's out to stop the show for good, because there are other Phantoms that want to stop the show temporarily. And the blurb reads as follows. Lights, curtain, Phantom. The expression is lights, camera, action, all right? You can change one of the words. You can make it lights, camera, phantom. That makes sense. You can't go lights, curtain, phantom. Hey, silly. Brooke's best friend, Zeke, has been given the lead role in the school play, The Phantom. Zeke's totally into it. He loves dressing up in the grotesque phantom costume and scaring the other members of the cast. Brooke thinks Zeke's getting a little too into it. But then really scary things start happening. A message appears in a piece of scenery. The Phantom strikes. A stage light comes crashing down. Is someone trying to ruin the play? Or is there really a phantom living under the stage? So in the book, nowhere do the words the phantom strike appear and a stage light never comes crashing down. I don't... Maybe that was in an early version of the story. Doesn't happen in this one. Hope someone got fired for that mistake. Uh, so 72 years ago, which is the year Millbrook Elementary, I want to say. What's the school called? Give me a second. Woods Mill Middle School. I was close. 72 years ago, when Woods Mill Middle School first opened, uh, they found a script of this play called The Phantom. And they were going to put it on. Um, and then on opening night, the kid who was meant to play The Phantom disappeared. And they never found him. So since then, the play's been cursed and no one's ever, ever, ever put it on. Until now, 72 years later, uh, they've found a script in a, a vault somewhere and they're going to put the play on 72 years later even though it's apparently cursed and the lead roles go to Brooke and her practical joking best friend Zeke and they're so interested in this this myth of a phantom who lives underneath the school uh, that they, they go and investigate under the basement um, one night by a trapdoor in the stage uh, but all they find is the night janitor Emile but then strange things do start happening you know the phantom appears on stage even though Zeke's not in, not in the building, apparently. Brooke gets a note in her desk with a phantom mask that says, stay away from my home sweet home. And Brooke's not sure, and we the reader aren't really sure, if this is just Zeke doing his standard practical jokes, or um, there actually is a phantom trying to, trying to ruin the play. Then, one day, to prove that this phantom is real and it's not just Zeke, the two friends, along with the new kid, Brian, sneak into the school auditorium after dark and they're going to go investigate but before they can they come across the school's 
backdrop and it's been ruined with red paint that says stay away from my home sweet home and at that moment uh, the play director the teacher comes in and thinks it's all them and notices the paint leads up to Zeke's locker well obviously it must have been Zeke Zeke insists he's innocent but come on you're caught red handed Zeke. So Zeke gets kicked out of the play. So Brooke keeps going and these things seem to stop, um, but she she starts to get suspicious that maybe her understudy, Tina, who's a, kind of a bit of a bitch, has been trying to sort of like sabotage the play so she'll get the, the lead role, she'll get Brooke's role. And she's also got to deal with her stage fright because she, she's she's worried about being on stage. The, th- the trio, Brooke, Zeke and Brian try to uh, clear uh, Zeke's name one more time and that's when they discover that Emil the night janitor wasn't a night janitor, he was this homeless guy living underneath the stage. And he explains that he was the one who was trying to, you know, ruin the play and disrupt the play so people would stay away from his his, his basement home. So he did at one stage dress up as a phantom and like swim, di- swim down from the lights <laughs> because that's the easiest way to stop people asking questions, I guess. So, uh, there was no phantom, it wasn't actually Zeke, someone was trying to sabotage the play, but it was just this homeless guy. But then, on opening night, Brooke's having her scene with uh, the phantom, played by Zeke, but she notices the phantom's not being played by Zeke, it's being played by someone else. And whoever it is, he starts going off script, and he starts saying, 72 years ago, I was meant to be in this play, uh, but I died, I fell to my death on that trapdoor, now I've waited for my chance to play this role, and I'm doing it now. Audience loves it because they've got no idea that this isn't part of the script. And then afterwards, they find that, you know, Zeke was knocked unconscious, you know? So who who the hell was saying that stuff? And they notice in Zeke's locker, there's a yearbook from the year the school opened 72 years ago. And it shows a short program for the play that the original Phantom play. And who's playing the Phantom? It's the new kid, Brian. I, a very well-structured Goosebumps book. You have so many twists and turns. You're not sure if it's Zeke being a practical joker, trying to ruin the play. You're not sure if it's Tina trying to sabotage the play so she'll get Brooke's role. And then you find out that all this supernatural stuff had a logical explanation. It was this homeless guy trying to ruin it. And you think that's the resolution, but then it throws another curveball at you. So to recap, there was a phantom, but he wasn't the one sabotaging the play. He was the new boy that no one suspect. I mean, of course you're going to suspect if you read Goosebumps because it's if, if there's more than two characters, usually, usually one's a ghost. So I really approve how everything supposedly gets wrapped up and that could be the twist ending that, oh, there was never any phantom. It was just this homeless guy. But then there's another twist on top of that. It turns out there was a phantom. Very effective, very well done, very well paced and very well structured. I think this is actually a very mysterious and very ominous, very spooky Goosebumps book. I really think this is possibly one of the best I've read so far in re-reviewing the series. So Phantom of the Auditorium gets two spooky thumbs up from me. Definitely recommend it. That's all for this week. Please join me next time in which I discuss Goosebumps number 25, Attack of the Mutant, with a very special guest star. Who could it be? You won't. You you probably won't know them. This is probably one of my friends. Probably. Could it's yes, it's one of my friends. Uh, but thank you for watching. Have I said that already? Uh, thank you for watching. And as always, much like the Phantom says, please stay spooky.